Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news, broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, and we start with local news. Murray County Public Schools will open two hours late today, Wednesday, January 24th. The delayed opening will allow the Murray County Public Schools bus drivers and student and parent drivers to have full daylight while traversing roads with potential remaining ice buildup, slush, or snow. Murray County Public Schools bus drivers will use discretion and only travel on roads that are safe. All Boys and Girls Club locations will be open for after-school care. All after-school athletics, practices, and extracurriculars will resume as normal. For surrounding counties, Giles County is closed today. Hickman County is delayed two hours. Lawrence County is closed. Lewis County is open two hours late. And Marshall County will also be opening two hours late. The Murray County Animal Shelter is looking for its next director after parting ways with Caitlin Stewart, who had held the title since December of 2022. Stewart has worked at the shelter since 2015 when she began as a part-time employee before working her way up to office manager, then being elevated to director. Our intention is to ensure that Murray County Animal Shelter is a great place for the animals and for public service. Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt said, I know the former director cares deeply for the animals and the future of Murray County Animal Shelter. I have never doubted that. However, at this time, we will be searching for a new director with management and proven leadership skills. According to the job description posted to the county website, the animal services director will lead and manage all aspects of the animal shelter operations of Murray County Animal, ensuring that all animal care programs are conducted in a humane and compassionate manner. Strong consideration will be given to candidates who possess strong interpersonal, organizational, and decision-making skills and demonstrate excellent communication skills as this position serves as a liaison between the governing body and government officials, agencies, civic groups, and others. Allegations of abuse and negligence at the Murray County Animal Shelter were brought before the Murray County Health and Environment Committee at its meeting on January 2nd, but county leadership maintained progress has been made in those areas at the time. Mayor Budd said the county needs an expanded facility and more employees to handle the animal control issues as the county continues to grow at a rapid pace. Murray County Animal Services is not a TCA-mandated service, she said. It is a service that the county renders to the public with no state funding. It is paid for with property taxes. There are rural counties in Tennessee that still don't have animal services. We are very fortunate to have Murray County Animal Shelter, and I am committed to having personal and personnel and volunteers who want to see the shelter survive and the animals thrive. I hope the people of Murray County are as well, she said. Mayor Butt said in the January meeting she would stand behind Stewart because she had only been on the job for a short period of time and felt like she and the staff were working to improve conditions. Now the mayor has chosen to move forward with a search for a new director. This change is being made with the new direction we want Murray County Animal Shelter to take in mind. With the growth in Murray County and the additional pressing need for all kinds of animal services, the decision was made to make personnel changes that will move Murray County Animal Shelter forward and make it the best it can be, she said. Until a new director is hired, Deputy Director Michaela Vanderver will serve in the position. 
To apply for the position, visit www.murraycounty-tn.gov. Data from the City of Columbia's latest popular annual financial report shows not only a clean audit for 2023, but financial gains and budget increases compared to 2022. The report was compiled by City Financial Officer Thad Jablonski, who also serves as Assistant City Manager and City Recorder, as well as the City's finance team. The full report can be accessed via the City of Columbia's website, Archive Center. The City... City's government fund balance was estimated at $63.5 million, an increase of about $12 million compared to 2022's $52.5 million. Revenues are up, and we've really held the line across the organization, our governmental funds, enterprise funds, as well as our sewer funds, Jablonski said. It was a good year. A popular annual financial report, or PAFR, compiles the city's financial data over the last fiscal year ending June 30th of 2023 and is presented in a more digestible, easy-to-read fashion. This includes major financial figures, budget numbers, as well as capital projects and a better transparency for citizens on how taxpayer money is spent. The report also ensures the city maintains a AA2 credit rating and a AA-plus rating by Standard & Poor, first affirmed in 2020. It is our intent that the report provides Columbia citizens with better access and greater insight into the city's financial activities, Jablonski stated in the report. It identifies revenue resources and describes how they are spent in a financially responsible manner. Although financial figures in the PAFR come from an audited source, they are presented in a condensed, unaudited format, he said. Reporting to, according to the report, all governmental funds increased approximately 11.7%, or $6.3 million, with the majority generated from taxes, which made up 61.3% of all revenues during the 2023 fiscal year. This was partly due to the city's continued population increase, which fed into the city's ability to increase residential and commercial development. For example, local sales tax revenue generated an 8.3% increase, or $1.4 million, stemming from a growing retail climate. Our tax revenue showed very good signs in terms of year-over-year increases, Jablonski said. The city's total debt also decreased by $2.3 million, including proprietary funds such as sewer, power, and water systems. The increase is due primarily to increased revenues over expenditures across major and non-major governmental funds, the report states. In addition to strong revenue growth during 2023, containment measures implemented to stay within the current revenues provided for decreased expenditures. The positive economic climate evidenced by increased residential and commercial development also drove record sales and business tax collections. The report also compiles the city's annual employment rate, as well as data reflecting an increase in overall building permits. Columbia's overall employment rate in September showed an approximate 0.1% increase captured compared rather to 2022, or 2.9% compared to the statewide average of 3.6%. A few of Columbia's top employers include Murray Regional Medical Center with about 3,200 employees, Murray County Public Schools with 1,886 employees, and Tennessee Farm Bureau, who employs 698, along with Murray County Government at 510 and Columbia State Community College at 512. Since 2020, the data indicates an estimated 3,400 jobs have been created in Murray County, with $4.8 billion in capital investment. 
Building permits in 2023 also increased at 2,588, compared to 2,309 in 2022. This also included a total valuation of approximated $290.5 million in 2023, compared to $205.3 million in 2022. According to Smart Assets 2022 rankings, Murray County ranks second in Tennessee and within the top 5% in the United States for counties receiving income investment. Among the city's upcoming capital projects highlighted in 2023, the top items were the upcoming renovations to Fire Station No. 1 with an estimated cost of $4.882 million and is set to begin by the end of January. Other top projects include a $1.2 million investment for a new public works storage and fuel facility, as well as the recently completed South Garden Street landscape, which totaled $2.1 million. Funding for these projects came from the city's general fund reserves. Columbia is also continuing its largest project in the city's history to construct a new wastewater treatment plant, a $95 million project, as well as a new $8.255 million pump station at Bear Creek Pike, and $240,000 in various other public works projects. Everything is moving along. All of our projects are either under construction or about to start, Jablonski said, and we've got some other things in the cooker as well that we're very excited about, he said. Tickets for the 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament happening on April 2nd are now on sale. Hosted by the City of Columbia, the Mid-State Classic is held annually at Ridley Sports Complex, one of the top recreational complexes in the state. This year's Mid-State Classic will feature the University of Tennessee Lady Volunteers facing off against the University of Memphis Tigers at 5.30 p.m. Earlier that day, Columbia Central Softball will play Spring Hill High School Softball at 10 a.m., Also, Columbia State Community College Lady Chargers will be playing the University of Tennessee Southern Lady Firehawks at 1.30 p.m. Tickets to the Mid-State Classic are $10 and will cover admission to all three games. Tickets can be purchased in advance by visiting www.columbiatn.com forward slash 686 forward slash Mid-State dash Classic. UT and Columbia State have been participating in the Mid-State Classic since 2014, making this their eighth appearance. This annual event at Ridley Sports Complex has become a staple in the community's calendar, drawing support from locals and fans all across the state. It provides the opportunity for fans to experience collegiate-level softball at all ages. For questions regarding the Mid-State Classic, you can call 931-388-8119. Murray Alliance is launching Size Up Murray on its website on February 2nd, making powerful market research and business intelligence available to all local businesses. Businesses in Murray County can now access industry-specific and hyper-local information to help them grow and make smarter decisions using big data analysis. The research is individually customized for each company. By using Size Up Murray, local businesses are able to rank their business performance compared to industry competitors, discover potential customers, suppliers, and better understand their competitive landscape, and optimize advertising to target ideal customer segments. Size Up Murray helps to level the competitive business playing field by providing small businesses with market research that typically only large corporations could afford to access by contracting multinational management consulting companies or hiring internal research analysts. 
In today's information economy, if you don't have access to information, your business is at a significant disadvantage. With the launch of Size Up Murray on our website, we are empowering small businesses in Murray County to be able to make data-driven decisions, said Will Evans, president and CEO of Murray Alliance. SizeUp uses big data, cloud computing, and computer algorithms to deliver custom analysis for local businesses. The data comes from hundreds of public and proprietary data sources covering firmographic, demographic, geographic, labor, wage, cost, consumer spending, transportation, demographics, and more. Murray Alliance is committed to helping locally owned businesses succeed. They are the foundation of our local economy, employ our residents, create new jobs, and make our community a more prosperous place. Launching Size Up Murray on our website is just one more way we are supporting local businesses and hopefully setting them up for success, said Evans. This new service provided by Murray Alliance is completely free for local businesses to use and is available anytime through the Murray Alliance website at www.murrayalliance.com. For a demonstration of Size Up Murray, you are invited to the official launch event on February 2nd at 8.30 a.m. You can visit www.murrayalliance.com forward slash Size Up Murray to register. The Murray County Historical Society has been granted permission by the Murray County Commission to place a time capsule in the new Murray County Justice Center currently under construction. A selection committee has been created and is ready to receive items. If you have something small and Murray County related you would like to donate, contact Murray County Commission Chairperson Eric Previtti at 931-626-9878 or you can email him at eprevitti, that's E-P-R-E-V-I-T-I, at iCloud.com. Join Murray Alliance on Tuesday, January 30th for their most anticipated event of the year as they celebrate their accomplishments for 2023 and recognize the transition of their volunteer leadership. This will be a lively night of entertainment and networking celebrating business and industry in Murray County with dinner and beverages by It's Chef Jess and live music featuring the Velvet Troubadours. Purchase tickets to the Murray Alliance Annual Meeting now to guarantee a seat at their biggest event of the year. The event will take place from 5 to 8 p.m. on January 30th at the Memorial Building, located at 308 West 7th Street in Columbia. For more information, visit www.murrayalliance.com. Spring Hill has launched a new special census for citizens with the goal of generating enough population numbers to receive up to $2 million in additional annual federal funding. Residents can participate in the census by logging onto the city's website at www.springhilltn.org. Earlier this month, Mayor Jim Hageman commented on the importance of the census during the Board of Mayor and Aldermen's work session meeting. I would ask that you citizens take it seriously and fill it out which is incredibly simple. You go to our website and simply type in how many people live in your house and you're done. Just like that, Hageman said. It's very important because it will translate into dollars that we get in our coffers to do projects we need to do or want to do, he said. The city last conducted a special census in 2020, and the decision to launch a new one is due to the continued exponential growth Spring Hill has generated over the last four years. It will also play a vital role in accomplishing much-needed projects, hiring more staff members, and more. Since the 2020 census, the city of Spring Hill is estimated to have increased in population by roughly 10,000 people, which could earn the city an additional $2 million in funding, the city's website states. 
If the estimated numbers are met with the new census, the additional monies could be used for things like hiring additional firefighters and public safety staff, street maintenance, and infrastructure improvements. Murray County government has been awarded a $5,000 matching grant from the South Central Tennessee Development District. The Arts Build Communities, or ABC, grant will help the county commemorate the historic Murray County Courthouse as it celebrates 120 years of service in the community in 2024. The grant will fund a community juried art competition open to Murray County citizens of all ages. According to a press release, the theme will focus on what does the courthouse represent to its citizens? Citizens are invited to use their artistic abilities to design an original piece of art, all genres are welcome, to interpret what the Murray County Courthouse means. The Murray County Courthouse is an iconic and historic structure for the state of Tennessee. Built by local architect J.E.R. Carpenter before he went on to great fame as one of the leading architects of luxury high-rise living in New York City, this building has been the central focus of Murray County since it was built in 1904. It symbolizes much to our community. This grant is a wonderful opportunity to allow the citizens of the county to interpret and express what the building represents. Murray County citizens will have from now until March 22nd to submit their artwork to the Murray County Archives temporary location at 1446 Oak Springs Drive, Suite 100. Art will be juried in four age categories, elementary school, secondary school, high school, and adults ages 18 and over. Prizes will be awarded for first, second, and third place for each category, and one grand prize winner will be announced during Mule Day on April 6th. Rules for art submissions include that artwork must be original, all art intended for wall mounting in the 18-plus category must be submitted in a frame and wired for hanging, all submitted art must be accompanied by a card with the artist's name, contact information, category, title, and medium, and all art must be submitted by 3 p.m. on Friday, March 22nd. Art will be juried by five esteemed artists, which include local artists Sarah Gillum and Ross Janes, as well as painters James Spearman and Margaret Warfield, and sculptor Jennifer Grisham. The winning submissions will be displayed at the courthouse during the 2024 Mule Day festivities. All submitted artwork will be placed on display at the Prior Art Gallery at Columbia State Community College from May 13th through June 14th. The exhibit will open with a gallery reception on May 13th. For more information about the contest, contact the Murray County Archives at 931-375-1500. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Linda June Coffey Briggs, 82, a resident of Columbia and a retired secretary for Highland Church of Christ, passed away on Friday, January 19th at NHC Columbia. Funeral services will be conducted on Saturday, January 27th at 10 a.m. at Highland Church of Christ. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Friday, January 26th from 4 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. George Allen Clanton, 92, a retired employee of Occidental Company and a resident of Columbia, died January 12th at Meadowbrook Nursing Home in Pulaski. The family will visit with friends on Saturday, January 27th at 11 a.m., followed by a memorial service at 11.30 at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Jerry Allen Uzel, 82, a resident of Kalioka and retired employee of Lewis County Middle School, passed away Monday, January 22nd at NHC Columbia. Funeral services will be conducted Sunday, January 28th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow at Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Saturday, January 27th from 4 to 8 p.m. 
at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have rain today with thunderstorms possible. The high will be 61 degrees, the winds out of the south-southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The chance of rain, 100%, with an inch possible. Tonight, we can expect more rain with a low of 57 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Another half inch is expected overnight. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. When you bank local, you get local expertise. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers. We've supported families, individuals, and businesses of Middle Tennessee for over a century. You are more than an account number. You are our community, 
and we're committed to helping you thrive. Switch to First Farmers, visit myfirstfarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378. Member FDIC. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neuschen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Hi, this is George Rawls with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because he changed mine. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennessee Attorney General Jonathan Scrimetti, along with 23 other attorneys general and the Arizona legislature, filed an amicus brief last week in support of the National Rifle Association's free speech case against a New York official. The case centers on a New York state financial regulator who allegedly tried to deny the gun organization access to financial services because of its controversial political advocacy in 2018. In the brief, the attorneys general asked the U.S. Supreme Court to reverse an appeals court ruling that Maria Vulo, who was the superintendent of the New York Department of Financial Services in 2018, did not stifle the NRA's free speech rights when she allegedly targeted the group by issuing formal guidance letters and a press release urging every bank and insurance company in New York State to sever their ties with the NRA or similar gun promotion organizations, according to the court documents. The NRA initially won the case when a district court ruled that the threats and inducements Vulo used to coerce financial institutions to cut ties with the NRA were sufficient to claim as a violation of the First Amendment. But the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit reversed the lower court's decision, finding that Vulo had not violated the NRA's free speech rights and had performed normal business practices. In the brief, the attorneys general asked the Supreme Court to hear the case again to protect Americans' right to free speech from government officials. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Living with a worn joint can be painful and frustrating. Leave your joint pain in the past with a joint replacement procedure at Murray Regional Health. Our joint replacement program has been recognized in the top 10% of the nation for medical excellence and patient safety thanks to our highly skilled and experienced surgical staff who perform progressive procedures for the knees, hips, shoulders, elbows, and ankles. For more information, go to murrayregional.com slash joint replacement. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercarey.com. That's huntercary.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum will offer perspective on country music's latest chapter with the opening of American Currents State of the Music on Wednesday, February 28th. The exhibit runs through until February of 2025 in the museum's ACM Gallery. Artists featured will include Oliver Anthony, Kelsey Ballerini, Sam Bush, and more. Learn more at countrymusichalloffame.org. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOM, WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. Be safe and have a great day.